And welcome back to Married with Children, the podcast. And tonight, just Callie and I in studio, going to kind of talk about wrapping up the holidays and jumping in here to the new year and the end of a decade, Callie. I know. I mean, I've seen like obviously a lot of stuff talking about it, but I mean, it is. It basically means we're old. Yeah, I need to look up the thing. I think I maybe said it to you. I saw it on Facebook that said something about like if you lived in the or were born in the 80s, grew up in the 90s, um, said that basically you've lived in four decades, uh, like two different centuries, and you're not even 40 yet. And two millenniums. Two millennia. Okay, yes. So, I mean, like talked about, and I don't have a, it was like a thing that has been shared around on Facebook, but um, I'm, I mean, that applies to us. So I thought that was interesting. Yeah. And I, I'm trying to see if this is the actual thing I was looking for. Uh, I don't know. I'll come back to it. But yeah. So, I mean, we just wrapped up Christmas and I think we, uh, I think we had a pretty good Christmas. Your, your thoughts, the boys both seem pretty excited and liked it yeah um yeah and i think that this year for christmas we like or at least i tried not to necessarily go too over the top i mean like with the big presents and that kind of thing um because i mean like i've seen a lot of stuff about like experiences and that kind of stuff so i mean i think that um some of the cost or the money that we would maybe put towards gifts i mean both of our boys have like a ton of stuff and um, I mean, like, don't really need anything as far as any of that kind of stuff, toys or like any of that kind of stuff. But so, I mean, we went uh, and took a day and took both boys and kind of just did, we went to the main event and did some of that kind of stuff with bowling and arcade games and ate lunch and hung out and played there. Uh, then we a bear. went to Build-A-Bear. We did get them <clears throat> both a Build-A-Bear. Um, and that kind of stuff and so like I thought that that was something that I think that I would like to do yearly I mean like something like that yeah and I've heard a lot of people or saw I shouldn't say heard because I haven't talked to anybody about this but I saw a lot of people posting about the whole minimalist lifestyle I think Uh it's that that show on tidying up on Netflix I've never watched it but it's a whole idea of like downsizing the stuff in your life to a point to just what you need. Right. Um, and then focusing on experiences and things like that. And right. I, you know, I was thinking out here today, looking around, there's a lot of stuff that right. we could downsize. 100%. Um, and, that, you know, it's a, it's a pretty cool idea. But I found this tweet I was going to tell you about. And I know that this doesn't exactly hit you, but it's pretty close because this guy tweeted, and it's, this was from March 14th of this year, 2019. But Okay. And credit to Zambian Influencer, at Zed Influencer on Twitter. Um, this is where I'm stealing this from. People be, excuse me, people born between 1985, which would be me, you were a year older. Yeah. And 1995 are the most unique generation of all time. Oh, so I barely missed out. <laughs> so here's why. Okay. They're in between two generations, the one before the internet and technology took over and the generation after. Yeah. The generation before us was old school and believed in working hard. The generation after us believes in working smart. Okay. We saw it all. Radio, TV, Mario, Nokia, Nintendo 64, Samsung, iPhone, PS4, tape, CD, DVD, uh, Netflix, Snapchat, emojis, virtual reality. 
Yeah. Like when you go through that list and think about oh, yeah. all the things that have come up in our lifetime, it's crazy. Um, the generations before us can be scammed with simple emails asking for money and offering love. The generation after us knows it's better to have four emails, one for serious stuff, one for social media, yes. one for financial transactions, and one for experiments for things you don't trust. <laughs> Too funny. We are the generation that knows tradition and question it, picking from it what makes sense to us. The generation before us knew no question. The generation after us knows no tradition. I think this is one of the most interesting, deep ones that he goes with. Yeah. Because you think about it, you know, that I think that is kind of the difference because I think kids today question everything because they can look anything up on their, oh, yeah. their phone at the palm of their hand. Yeah. I think we are a weird mix of, I still believe in some traditions. Yeah. But I definitely question why do we just do this because it's the way we've always done right, it. Right, right. And I don't know if my father and his generation did that nearly as much. I, I mean, I do agree with that. I think that the generation before us was, was a lot of tradition and that's kind of how we've done it. I mean, like, and yes, probably didn't ask questions. They just did what they were supposed to. So I, I understand that. We are the gap between the industrial age and the internet age. We yeah. understand both sides from experience. We should be running the world. The old guys don't understand what's going on anymore. The new guys don't fully understand where what's going on came from. So again, we bridge that gap between the, you know, our kids generation have no clue of the idea of how the internet expanded and how it grew and how it became what it is. And you know, I, I laugh. And I know I've told this story before and I've told it a thousand times in school when we talk about social media and the kids in my high school look at me like I'm crazy. But I remember the night that USI and UE both were accepted to Facebook because okay. when it first started, your college had to be accepted right. into it. And there were several different Facebooks. Mm -hmm. yeah. There was the Facebook. There was college Facebook. There was several different ones that had, uh -huh. that had spawned up. And I remember us all that was a huge deal to right. log on and, and get in. But it was only college students. Yes. You had to have a college email address yes. to get in. Mm -hmm. There was no one else. So like kids today that see Facebook and social media one way, like this is where it started. Now, yeah. Understanding why it grew to what it was, but it started as this idea. So it is that bridging of the gap. Yeah. Whereas my father doesn't understand Facebook at all. Right. Well, and I, I think of, I mean, like I remember you know going um or like when my parents got internet it was obviously the dial-up um and you were using the phone line you know like that kind of thing so i mean like i remember going to that and then obviously like in college and stuff you were it was i was i loved going to college because we had internet you know i mean and it was like i didn't have to make sure nobody you know like wait for it to dial up you had to do i mean like you could we got like we would do like the ims you know and all that kind of stuff instant messenger and like it was just great because msn messenger yeah whatever it was well that was just one of them. and then aol yeah, IM. yeah 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 all of the yeah all of those different ones but yeah and so i mean like that was like the big thing um, that was texting before texting 100 percent. i mean like i remember i mean i would always like and then i would set my you could set your away that you were you know going to class or you were doing this or i mean like you could and yet yes like you were text messaging or chatting with people in other rooms but i mean like i so i mean i kind of remember that or you know we were a part of that transition and now like what it is today and we're like look at what we're doing with you know technology, technology. And where we've come. Yeah, i mean like with just what we have just right here and our we don't 
have a satellite or dish or anything anymore we're streaming everything i mean like it's just crazy how how much it's come well and and you know you just talked about dial-up internet and i know I've, i've i've told you this story before i don't know if i've told it here on the air but you know, when I was a kid, we lived in the country, so we had dial-up internet too. And you know, yeah. you, you got yelled at by your mom to make sure you got off, and right. you know, so they could use the phone. And but I can remember when we first found out about Napster, and uh-huh. you know, and I'd never want to incriminate myself, but I may have downloaded some pirated music on right. Napster, like every other kid outside of you. That because I did not know how to do it. Continue to buy CDs, and but. I remember I I still remember the first night was me and several buddies at my house we stayed up all night long Mm -hmm. downloading Tom Petty Last Dance with Mary Jane and on Napster you could preview it as it downloaded because it took that long like today you would never need that because it takes three seconds yes 100% but you could preview it as it downloaded Mm -hmm. and I can remember us getting so excited we'd wait 30 45 minutes doing something and come back and you'd get last last dance <laughs> yeah and it, it literally took us like nine hours yes. to download the song but to us that was still like the most amazing <sighs> thing but it's right. crazy when i think about what this guy's talking about because here i've got this huge new technology napster i can download any yeah. song that i want in the world um i've got access to anything that i could want and the first song i download is a tom petty song from the the from, 1980s yeah. you know yeah. and so again what he's saying i had tradition but understood a new way of doing things Very, yeah that's so true that's it, cool it's pretty crazy but i do yeah. want to read some of these too because i think it's really cool that some of the people that commented underneath and this is from um some call me jay uh, at paragon postcard on twitter it also expl- he says response to this list it also yeah. explains why that age group is so prone to nostalgia we saw the rapid obsolete how would you say it? obsolence of all mm-hmm. our technologies in a blink no one was using land fine lo- land line phones anymore everything was smaller faster faster more capable makes us go remember when and yeah. i think that is something funny yeah. too because i i you know I, I joke when i said when we started this that we're getting old but when i look at what's happened in the last 35 years of our lives it has rapidly changed so much in yeah. 35 years that it it does feel like I'm even older than I think I what mean, I am. And well, I mean, and you think of like we've talked about internet and the change that we've kind of seen. I mean, like phones and stuff, like obviously, I mean, I remember when my parents had like their like bag phone that, you know, you'd plug mm-hmm. in the cigarette letter or whatever. But like, I mean, that was kind of the first one. And then when I got my license, I got a phone but i mean i didn't really even have any numbers in there because it was all like my parents phone number my grandparents phone number i mean like which i already i knew like i'm because obviously Mm -hmm. when you're at home i mean like into now when you like you talk about with music i mean all of your music's on your phone your text messaging i mean my phone connects to my car well let's let's just go music i mean this is what amazes me so obviously as a kid i i was I was past like eight tracks. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, we were cassette tapes. Right. And we had all these cassette tapes. And then I can remember getting my first portable CD player. And then I had to have the the card, de- the tape deck ad- adapter. That's what I, yeah, I had to that do. That you had the string or yep, the cord. The cord, that, yeah. Then you put in the tape. Yeah. So then we went to CDs. 
everybody was on CDs. And then really the next step from CDs was being able to burn CDs and copy yeah. CDs and create you didn't your have own. To, yeah, you didn't have to buy like that whole CD from that one person. You could just take whatever songs you wanted. Yeah, and make well, and even just direct copy CDs. Which yeah. again oh, was pirating yeah. CDs, that's, but that's true. your one buddy would buy a CD and then yeah. you'd make five copies yeah. and and you know give yeah. them out and so you see that and then we get into really digital music. I mean, yes, we were burning stuff to CDs, but I remember I bought a Rio six hundred um, MP three player and I think I paid like five hundred dollars for it when I was probably sixteen years old and and saved up my money for it and was working and bought it and. It held 13 songs, but I thought it was the coolest thing oh, ever yeah. because I could change them out anytime I wanted to. And yeah. then I remember my parents for Christmas bought me the first 40 gig iPhone or I, excuse me, iPod, iPod yeah. um, which I had like 10,000 songs on. But now you, exactly what you just said, I have everything in this phone, all my music. Yeah. I can download music at any point that I want. Um, I don't have to connect this to my computer. It works through Bluetooth. I mean, I you can, I, I mean, you can create and, you know, talking about like making your own CDs to where you can pick your song. I mean, like you can do that too, but you can have thousands upon thousands of songs instead of just a 15, you know, track CD. Or well, and whatever. even go to Apple Music now. You know, and I've got and Apple even M- if I, I hear something on the internet, yeah. Or, I've got Apple Music on my phone. I don't even have to download the songs necessarily and purchase them i've now got a subscription where i have access to the entire apple music catalog and can create playlists and change and move what's on my phone um it's just it you know it's a it's a really really kind of crazy thing um and and this one uh nadine here uh she responded and said it also means we feel older than we are because we've experienced a lot of change in a relatively short period of time pros and cons of being stuck as the middle child so she's kind of comparing our generation to the middle child between the old and new um (laughs) because we're the oldest youngest generation we remember when you had to knock on your friend's door to get them to come out but we also Mm -hmm. are tech savvy here in the present we have perspective on both sides of the biggest technological shift our cultural humanity has ever seen uh, we know how to look stuff up in the library by just writing the number on the card, how to record on a cassette from listening to the radio, how to record a VHS. Man, we know it all is what uh, Praised said. Um, oh, this is a great one. Uh, another comparison here. This is from at Love Me Naturally. Um, how to save work on a floppy disk, then a flash drive, then send it to an email just in case. We is smart. Gotcha. <laughs> Uh, yes. Netflix used to deliver movies in the mail. I mean, I've yeah. been a Netflix subscriber since you selected your queue of DVDs wow. and they would send you a DVD in the mail. Right. You'd watch it and send it back. Mm-hmm. But that's, we don't even have a DVD that's player right. anymore. Oh yeah, no. I mean. And I mean, like the, the thing is, is, I mean, obviously, yes, we've seen all of this, but I mean, and the thing is, is the, like, like our students and stuff, our high schoolers, they don't know a world that's any different and i mean i get that that's that's exactly what we're talking about i mean like they don't i mean they just don't get it like if they don't have i mean all of those i mean all the kids they've got their phones now i mean and and obviously it's they can do everything with their phones i mean they don't know a world before phones before you could do all the text messaging and and all that kind of stuff was there i mean here's a great one we saw the rise and fall of many companies the fall nokia Uh uh-huh blockbuster yeah 
I mean, that's a crazy one yeah. to even think that Blockbuster is no longer around. And I mean, around. like, they were still going, like, when we were in college. Yeah. Uh, so. MySpace. Yeah. Toys R Us. <laughs> yeah. Sony Ericsson. Yeah. Blackberry. And that, mm. I remember, that was the you iPhone that really, I had a Blackberry. Yeah. Love yeah. my Blackberry. Yeah, you did. That was, like, the best phone I've probably ever had. Yeah. But the iPhone just offered so much more and yeah. kind of killed it off. MSN. Yeah. Yahoo. Kodak. The rise that we have seen, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, Amazon, YouTube, and Uber. Yeah. I mean, those are those are crazy. I remember uh, this one says, this is at TH Holy Ghost. It's crazy because Google wasn't even a thing when I was a kid. That blows my mind. Yeah. I still remember the t- that the one time when your, your dad said something about, like, he would always want to talk or ask Mr. Google. Do you remember when he oh, used to yeah, say yeah, that? Yeah. And I mean, like, it's just because he would just be like, ask Mr. Google. <laughs> so as we look back on this decade, you know, I know we went even a little bit farther back there on our discussion, but yeah. of our lifetimes. But as we look back on this decade, um, first of all, I want to before I've got a I've got a short video that's a decade in review. But before we do that, okay. I want to see if you can even guess any of these. OK. <laughs> OK. So this is the hot 100 songs from the t- end of 2010 just to see just try and guess maybe one of the top songs you think might be on this list i don't i i am absolutely awful at this like i would be better if you would have let me give it to you okay well, next time look these things up come up I with guess. the creative idea bring it to the table and say hey i'm going to quiz you on what the top songs of 2010 yeah, because might be. i don't have any idea i really have no idea Okay, so number one, the number one song from 2010 is TikTok. I don't think I remember that song. Okay, number two is Need You Now, Lady Antebellum. Okay, I know that one. Number three is Hey Soul Sister, Train. gotcha. Number four is California Girls. Okay. Number five is OMG by Usher. I'm sure I know that one. I just can't think of it. Number six is Airplanes, B.O.B. Uh, number seven is Love the Way You Lie, Eminem. Okay. Number eight, Bad Romance. Yeah. Number nine, Dynamite. Number 10, Break Your Heart. That is your top 10. Okay. So you could you you would never guessed any of those. No, I mean, like I said, I, know, I mean, I know those songs. I know most of those Mine, songs. Mine, Taylor Swift, number 46. Okay. I just couldn't think of what. My chick bad, hand. ludicrous. Okay. You know that one. Yeah. Um. So, twenty-five best. Actually, actually, let's go back to this. Oh no, that is it. The twenty-five best television series of two thousand and ten. Oh, I mean, and that was the time when I mean I feel like there's not as, I don't, and I know there are, but I just don't feel like there's as many television series i guess that i think about anymore number one breaking bad okay number two community on nbc number three parks and rec okay number four louis which was the louis ck um on fx number five mad men i loved mad Uh, Men. i never finished the full series but i love mad men number six was party down on stars Mm -mm. number seven terriers on fx didn't watch that number eight was lost okay did you ever watch lost i did not me either number nine was the good wife number 10 was cougar town 
oh. on ABC. So a lot of those, uh, I mean, I would say Breaking Bad is definitely the most iconic series yeah. that came out of there. Um, but to talk about the best TV shows of the decade. So all the entire decade combined. All right. So let me see if I can get down here to the top 10. What is one of, that you would say is one of the top shows of the entire decade? I, I mean... I would say like Law and Order SVU. I mean that that thing's been on for a long time. I don't know if you would consider that the top one, but I mean I, I don't know. That would be one. I mean that would be one of mine <clears throat> if I was picking. Okay, obviously. Law and Order SVU. I mean I would also pick Criminal Minds, but that's just me. Um. Um, I was trying to think. I and I I've. I've I'm losing track of my names and things here. Oh, everybody loves Raymond. I don't know. Was that is that? Oh, that's early. earlier. Yeah. Well, when you were saying that, 2010. That, I've been here. I've been in Jennings well, County since 2010. And that's what I was trying to think. Whenever oh nine was the first year I came. So. Well, that's what I mean. Is I know that I couldn't remember exactly when that one would be. The number one show of the decade from 2014 to 2017 is HBO's The Leftovers, based on um, hmm. this list. Okay. Number two is Fleabag, which was an Amazon show. Okay. Number three, Breaking Bad, which it was 2008 to 2013. So it kind of crossed both yeah. decades there. Number four, BoJack Horseman on Netflix. Never watched that. Mm-mm. Number five was Hannibal on NBC. Number six, Veep on HBO. Hmm. Number seven, 30 Rock. I did like 30 Rock. Number eight is The Americans on FX. I've heard that show's really good. I never watched it. Really? Number nine is Parks and Rec. And number 10 is Atlanta. So a lot of shows that we have not watched. I was going to say, I really think the only show of any of those that I've watched some of would be Breaking Bad. I mean, we watched a few series of that at some point. Wow. Wow that that kind of which i mean it obviously they're taking i mean they're looking at hbo and showed like all of the different um not just like nbc and fox and all those kind of things so i kind of forget about that sometimes too let's see i don't want to do that this is this is by wired.com this is the 24 absolute best movies of the decade okay best movies of the decade okay i just lost it let me see the heck oh it's like caught here like in no man's land there we go okay let's see if we can get down here to the bottom the number one Oh, maybe they didn't even list them in order. Uh, Parasite, which was a 2019 movie. I've never I'm no, heard of that. I haven't either. Sorry to Bother You, 2018. No. Uh, Spider-Man, Into the Spider-Verse. Okay. okay. We've definitely seen that. Yeah. Annihilation. Black Panther. I've still not I seen Black Panther, yeah, but I've heard good things. I'll say I haven't either. 
but I'm not a huge uh, superhero one. Oh, there's one. <laughs> Wonder Woman, The Shape of Water, Thor, a lot of superhero movies here. Yeah. Star Wars. Wars, The Last Jedi, Get Out, Arrival, The Handmaiden. Almost looks like they're in order. Moonlight of Years, yeah. yeah. The Lobster, Tangerine, <laughs> Mad Max, Edge of Tomorrow, Birdman. I have seen like none of these. I haven't either. Upstream Color. Some of them I haven't even Her, heard, heard of. Snowpiercer, Looper, Attack the Block, Social Network. I've seen that. I hit one. <laughs> one of the 24. Wow. So, yeah. So that... Uh, crazy crazy day you know i was thinking <clears throat> we've got the disney uh um, plus plus and so like we'll watch some of those shows or movies or whatever and i mean like i'm obviously you were making fun of me was that yesterday or today i think today that we were watching finishing beauty and the beast and you're like are you watching it like the for the boys or for me and i of course i mean i'm i want the boys to see him or at least alan at this point but um and I'm like, I just, I think that, I mean, what, I mean, because I'm looking at that and I see like 101 Dalmatians and uh, Little Mermaid and, you know, Beauty and the Beast and like all of those kind of movies that were when we were growing up, like in the 90s and that kind of thing. And it's like, I feel like there are not as many of those, like what I would consider, I mean, like, of course they, they talk about how they put them in the vault, you know, and they only are released or come out every so often, you know, to buy them like what movies are our kids going to look back and be like you know alan or you know who his wife is going to be like you guys have to see these movies well i don't know that they will because you got to understand that making an animated movie with technology has gotten so much cheaper so when you look back on animated movies when we were kids growing up your only options were disney I mean, you didn't yeah, see yeah. animated movies from right. all over the place yeah. because you had to have hand-drawn illustrations right. that built out your series for for the movie. Now, with computer animation and things we can do, I mean, every week there's a new animated movie coming out. I mean, you just think about the last year. I mean, Secret Life of Pets, and I mean, you could name... Well, and that, but that's my, that's my question is... But there what, won't be the iconic one right. because there's so many. And maybe, because I just think, I mean... Yeah, because I mean, I yeah, I, I mean, like I, I like the Secret Life of Pets and like Frozen. I think I, I think Frozen may be one of those because I feel like Frozen has been a really, really big thing. I don't because they'll run it in the ground, and that may be that's the other part. There's you know, you look at even like the Toy Story franchise because it's so yeah. easy to recreate them. We're now at Toy Story four, and I'm right. not saying that the whole series hasn't been good, but we just keep recreating it. Right. There's one Beauty and the Beast. Right. There's one oh, Snow yeah. White. Yeah. There's one Little Mermaid. There's one Jungle Book. I mean, yes, I, I know somebody's going to call me out. Yes, they've done you know, yeah, they've recreations got, with live actors right. and things like that. Yes, I understand that. But and they've done There's no Lion them. King 2. There's no Lion King 3. So those iconic movies kind of hold their own ground. But when you make four, five, six, seven, eight of yeah. them, I, I don't think they hold their, their, their worth. Yeah. I also think this is something with this generation. They were iconic to us. Because as kids, we didn't have 8,000 channels and Netflix with right. 5 million options to watch. And watch YouTube. <laughs> I mean, like... We watched the same movie over and over and over again because that was the only thing we had. We right. didn't have instant gratification. If you were in the middle of the day at home on a weekday, 
So like tomorrow when our kids are here, you'll automatically turn on Mickey Mickey Mouse Clubhouse for right. Alex. No matter what time it is. Yeah. If you didn't have cable when you were a kid, the only thing you had was PBS and the four networks. Yeah. So if you had a sat or a, an antenna, you had the four networks and, and PBS. So what did you do? You pulled out a VHS tape and you watched it again. So I think That's we made true. a huge connection with those movies because we watched them again and again and again. Right. Whereas today, why would I watch that again when I've got a whole new option over yeah. here? And I'm, I mean that you're exactly right. That's true. I just I've I've thought a lot about it. Like, I just can't think of, you know, some of those movies. And and I understand. I mean, I think you've made a lot of good points with it. But um, obviously. <laughs> but yeah so i mean i'm still gonna have them watch him because i think that they should <laughs> i didn't say they shouldn't oh i know i know you didn't say that i I'm didn't just say saying, they shouldn't i just if if i had my choice of things to watch when you were watching beauty and the beast it would not have been beauty and the beast oh no i enjoy it i i totally see that <laughs> so this is a a two minute and 45 second video this okay. is from yahoo finance and this is the decade in review the top news lines uh, from the decade. So I have okay. not watched this yet. So you and I are going to watch it together. A lot of war. A lot of economic crisis. Greece. Oh, I remember the, the miners trapped in Chile. Oh, we, yeah. That was like, what, 33 days? Is that what it said? I Yes, I think it did. Osama bin Laden is killed. I didn't even realize that was in this decade, actually. 2011, I think it's in. Occupy Wall Street protests. Steve Jobs dies. On Facebook. (laughs) Yeah, when they went public. Barack Obama is reelected. Hurricane Sandy, Sandy Hook, Boston Marathon bombing. Bitcoin. Cannabis legalized in Colorado. That kind of set off this whole thing. I think that was 2014. That's a that's a huge yeah. move. I mean, we're getting ready to have Illinois and Michigan right next door to us, both with recreational yeah. legalization. Charlestown Church shooting. Theranos scandal. That's the, uh, there's a great podcast on that one. Forget what that one's called. The Dropout. That's all about the Theranos game. Oh, I think I started it. The Brett Kavanaugh hearing, Parkland School shooting. Notre Dame Cathedral catches fire. I just read today that they don't think it will ever be the same again. Really?
So definitely a, a, a full decade. And that's the thing. I mean, like you look at some of those and I mean, obviously it's happened in the last 10 years. And so I mean, it just, but some of them seem like it's been so long ago. Really? I, I, th- I think so. Like, I mean, like which one strikes you as, as a long time ago? Uh, I mean, like, I guess some of the ones, I mean, like, um, Hurricane Sandy, some of the like different school shootings that are, you know, just like some of those in general. Um, I don't know. I just feel like, oh, okay. I mean, like it's been, which I get is still 10 years. I mean, I was, would have been 25, you know, with some of that, but I don't know. I just felt like some of them I thought seemed a lot longer. Um, and then there, I mean, I don't know. You didn't think so? Not really. I mean, yeah, I guess maybe somewhat, but but not a ton. Um, I didn't realize it had been that long ago. What did we say in 2014 when Colorado legalized? Yeah, that, that I, was I mean, longer. I mean, I, of course, I mean, we've been talking about it forever. I mean, but I just feel like that that's, I don't know. So I don't know. That, that was interesting seeing a lot of that stuff. And obviously... Uh, it had a lot of you know just worldly topics and happenings so but so what else did you have for tonight uh, that's what i'm gonna look at let me see um well one okay so this one's kind of funny and obviously i know that we're not like doing video or anything but <laughs> there is a uh, picture that this lady it's that it's basically pictures of the text messages and um, a lady sent her husband this text message and, and I'll show you the picture in a second but it says I found this cute little dog outside he doesn't have tags or anything he's kind of scared what should I do and it says I'm going to bring him inside he seems cold that poor pup and it says he's all scared here I'll show you the picture of it so you can at least see that Mm-hmm. And then, like, down here, there's a picture of, like, what she sent, like, of the dog. And then a picture of that dog sitting right next to her, maybe, like, I don't know, three-year-old kid. And it's a coyote. Yeah, and it's definitely not a dog. And so then, so the the husband says, I swear, swear to, and so some of this, there's, like, not nice language, so I'm going to have to, like, just paraphrase. But it says, I swear to God, if you bring another random animal into the house... Uh, she's and he's like and then like she she sent the picture and it says this is a joke right and she said what why are you tripping out and what am I supposed to do I see a lost dog around uh, the backfield and not trying to help it and he's like it's not a dog answer your phone and he's like it's a freaking coyote and she's like babe I know a dog if I see one and he's just going back and forth he's like it's not a dog it's a coyote and she's like I'm not putting it back outside and he says of course and he's like of course it's scared it's a wild animal and he's like going through and it says uh that thing better be outside before I get home I swear to god woman you are another level of crazy bringing coyotes in the house (laughs) and she's like calm down crazy whatever it she was like i like him he's sweet i want to keep him and he's the husband's like you can't keep a coyote nobody does that and she's like stop yelling at me you're freaking out for no reason and he's like no reason 
there's a coyote in my house and my lady is acting like it's a chihuahua you've lost your mind and like a lot of these are in all caps so it's like he's like yelling it obviously through the phone and it's like babe you said we could talk about getting a dog for christmas and then we never did this is fate and he's like it's not a dog and like they keep going back and forth and she sends another picture of him sitting there and she's like look how cute and he's like oh he says how are you mistaking this for a dog have you even seen a coyote and it doesn't look sweet it looks pissed oh my god woman and it says i'm gonna come home to my family eaten by a wild coyote my wife brought into the house this is the craziest thing you've ever done you're a freak this is crazier than you bringing home those four ferrets at one time and i hated those ferrets and who gets four at once oh yeah that's right the same lady who brings a coyote into our home and everything and she's like i don't even think coyotes even eat people and he's he goes back and he's like you didn't even know it was a coyote until i told you it was a coyote and they're going back and forth and everything and then it says she photoshopped the whole thing yeah it it's like i tried petting him and making calm noises at him but she, yeah she and then it gets to the to the end and it was like oh yeah it's just photoshop <laughs> it's it i was like reading have you read that yes yes i've seen that before oh man i thought that was really funny so that was one of mine but here's another one that i did oh you no you go ahead okay usually don't bring more than one to the table so i well i just didn't know if you i mean i don't know but here it says these are uh 21 things every small town high school student has experienced okay so i'm just curious how many of these you all right i'll make i'll make tally marks okay so number one, your idea of hanging out was chilling in an empty parking lot or field with friends doing a whole lot of nothing but still having fun. Yes, parking lot. Okay. Gabby's parking lot or the, or the police sta- city police station or the high school parking lot. <laughs> number two, but you were always a little afraid to hang out at those places past dark because your town had a curfew for minors. Not true. Uh, we didn't have a curfew. You and your sibling, and sometimes even your parents, had the same teacher, so their reputation became your reputation. My reputation became my younger sister. I was going to say, that's what for you, yes, I would say for sure. Uh, Let's see. And if you did anything of importance, number four, if you did anything of importance, even if it was shooting one basket during a game, you would end up on the front page of your local paper. I wouldn't say that that far. I mean, I get what they're saying. Yes, you end up in the paper for anything silly, but okay you are probably late to school once or a hundred times because you got stuck behind a cow tractor or both no i couldn't say that really no a train maybe but not a Hmm. tractor i mean i could say that number six there's a high probability you were involved with or know someone who was involved with ffa or 4-h 4-h yes we didn't have ffa at mitchell really they have it now but they did not when i was there okay uh which uh number seven which means you or your friends miss school often to show livestock at the county and state fairs absolutely not (laughs) you know that was definitely one of mine uh let's see speaking of fairs you actually look forward to the county fair or rodeo because it meant doing something other than hanging out in someone's backyard for the millionth time yeah i mean when i was young this is 21 high high school yes yeah, that's tight i don't know i i'll give it to it because early when we didn't have cars yes but yeah. once we had cars we'd rather do something else than the county fair see we were talking about this at uh in basketball the other day and some of the kids uh were like i mean they still want to go to the fair i mean like so. but you had a better fair uh, yeah than what we yeah had. that's true so but okay number nine your pre-prom 
pre any fancy event was most likely at an Olive Garden or Applebee's three towns over. I would say, I mean, I would say, I mean, I don't know about, I mean, yes. I a mean, lot yeah, of we had to go out of town. I mean, yeah, yeah we went to, to Bloomington. Yeah, but that's what a lot of people would go yeah. to. See we had more better Columbus. choices than Applebee's, so. Yeah. Uh, back to school shopping was something you scheduled way in advance because it would take half the day just driving to and from the nearest mall. I will agree with that. Yeah. Uh, you would never just stroll into the clo- the closest Walmart looking a mess because chances are you'd see your math teacher buying chips or something. No, I didn't care about that. Yeah, I didn't either. You knew every single person at your school, meaning if you got in trouble, Chad would tell his mom, who would tell Cindy's mom, who would tell your mom. Yeah, I guess. I, I mean, I would say that's pretty accurate. Because you knew every student, you and everyone else also knew when there was a new student, especially if they were cute. Absolutely. God forbid you ever broke up with anyone because there were three. It was there was a three hundred percent chance you'd run into them every single time you left the front door. Yeah. Your teachers doubled as literally every sports coach. Yeah. Your field trips involved visiting the nearest dairy farm or whatever else was a five minute bus right away. Not in high school. Not at, I was going to say I agree. Not in high school. In elementary school for sure. You were forced to sell world's finest chocolate bars for literally any school event. Yes. Uh, You already knew what you were doing Friday nights because they were solely dedicated to sporting events. Yeah, for the most part. The school parking lot had more pickup trucks than there were students in the school. No. Yeah. I mean, I don't even. That doesn't um, even make sense. That's what I was going to say. I mean, like, that doesn't even make sense. I mean, I could say, obviously, if you say a lot of pickup tricks, uh, you spent the majority of your time outside of school just cruising around doing random stuff around town. Yeah. I mean, I we would split that between time. And I mean, we stayed at a lot of our friends', friends houses. House. I mean, we were we had places we'd go. And finally, whether you liked anything like the small town life, there is no denying that it shaped you into who you are now. Oh, yeah. So, OK. So how many of those? I didn't count mine, but I had how, 12 of the 21. OK so about half okay um i think that's all i got now so let me let me throw you this because this is a story that i was just reading that is you know the the subtitle here is looking around our culture i think a lot of people are starting to experience the limitations of individualism so this idea that you know the american dream is that you know we get married we have 2.5 kids house two cars yeah you know the the whole dream but we kind of individualize ourselves we we live in our house you know and and kind of keep everything out Mm -hmm. this is the idea of what about buying a house with friends like say post having children or even i guess with children but this idea of more communal living instead of individual living off on your own right so pooling all those resources together right and also kind of having a community to support each other you know in all the stuff that goes on in a household i mean i think that sounds really interesting um obviously it would definitely um especially if you had kids it would be you would have to choose i mean like you would obviously have to get along with them and their kids and their parenting and like that kind of thing but i mean like i think it would be really cool like if they're the same age or i mean you're going to you know three of them are going to the elementary school you 
you take the elementary kids and I take the middle school kids or I mean like something like that would be interesting um I mean it sounds fun (laughs) I mean like just initially I don't know how cool it would be because I mean like because I mean sometimes you like your like alone time or quiet time I would think you probably wouldn't get much of that um but I don't know. What do you think? What do you think it does to the marriage, the relationship? Um, I would, I don't know. I mean, like I would think, I think it would definitely be different. I don't know. I don't, I think that because my guess would be probably that the guys would all be hanging out and do, you know, however many families you got, I guess, but like the guys would be hanging out doing one thing and the women would probably be hanging out doing something. I mean, like to where, you probably wouldn't spend as much one-on-one time with your spouse. Do you think it opens the door for jealousy if, you know, cross genders? Maybe. Maybe, are, yes, are, maybe. Are close? Yes, I could see that. Um, yeah, I didn't think about that part, but yeah. I don't know. What I mean, what are your thoughts? So did this say, sorry, I asked you multiple questions. Tell you me, ask me questions and then you just stop and... Ask me, ask, yeah. start to ask another one. So tell me your thoughts then. I I think it's a cool idea. I mean, I know that we we have joked, um, you know, with some of our friends, um, or at least I have, about you know, building tiny houses and all living like in mm-hmm. a in a compound. Um, I, I think it's really really interesting. I think that there would have to be like a ton of boundaries set up. Yeah. I, I mean, I do think it opens the door for, you know, maybe some some strong feelings or you know it's just like having a marriage i mean a marriage is very Mm -hmm. very difficult on who's pulling the weight more and and how do we balance that and what is each person's roles and and i think that's ever changing right um you know with as things change i mean for instance us right now um you have been amazing for the last five years and and you're still amazing i I don't mean it like that but Mm -hmm you have pretty well taken care of child care as, as I have moved up the ladder professionally and gotten to administration and, mm-hmm. and some of the things I've had to do with you going back into coaching right now, it's putting a lot of that child care back on me. Right. Um, and so that role has changed. Yeah. Uh, so what I mean by that is once you add more people into that, mm-hmm. how do you balance that? And I think it would be very, very difficult because everybody has, you know their feelings on what is important what is valued um you know if you just just for this right here i mean if we had another couple that lived here with us um would they think that this is wasted time that we're out here doing a podcast or the things i do with with apr media studios is that wasted time you know so you really i think have to balance that and when there's not that idea of a commitment I I don't know if it works as well. I I don't. I mean, like I can think of, I'm not going to name people right here. I can think of some friends that I think it would, I think it would work. I think we could get through those, but I think you would have to be, you and your friends would have to be beyond honest with each other. Oh yeah. Like you can say, oh, I'm always honest with my friends, but you would have to be able to say, Hey, you know what? It's kind of ticking me off that every night I come home and you're yeah. doing this and I've got all right. your kids and you need to, you need to kick, yeah, kick it again. Yeah. Or, you know, I've like, if, I mean, laundry wise and cooking wise, I mean, like 
that's I mean that's what I I think almost the idea that you said about I mean whether you say a tiny house or whatever but it's like you that if you and your friends I mean like like if you lived in a subdivision I mean to where multiple ones of you or something would live together you know and or you you had land and you all you know built next door like to where you all had your separate houses to where there wasn't and I get that kind of takes away from what you were talking I mean like what maybe initially was the point but you still were able to have your family time your kind of time but um I don't know I mean like to me it just sounds like like yes it would be cool for the fun parts you know like on Saturday evenings when you know or the whatever the kids can all play and hang out and the parents can just chill or whatever like that sounds fine and that sounds fun like I don't have to go anywhere they don't have to go anywhere but like the day-to-day stuff I think would be hard and you know and I think but I think the crazy thing is, I mean, it's worked in our history. I mean, all of mm-hmm. our ancestors were communal people. I That's mean, you true. look at Native Americans, you look yeah. at, you know, the Vikings, early ancestors. Yeah. It was, you know, it, it takes a village. That whole idea, you yeah. had these mass groups of people yeah. who lived together, hunted together, yeah. worked together, raised children together, and they made it work. Yeah. That's very true. You're but right, I think we've reprogrammed ourselves so much to believe that this is right. Yeah that even to what you said you know this idea that well you have to you you have to be okay with how they're going to parent and discipline i don't disagree but we don't go to school with someone who now our son spends you know 30 hours a week with their kindergarten teacher and say okay can you please give me your how you plan to discipline what you find it because he's being shaped by her as well yeah yeah. So I think we feel that way when it's yeah. at home because we're protective and de- defensive of it. Yeah. But I don't know if we should or not. Right. Well, and, and obviously I'm not saying that like the way that we would parent would be better or Oh, that's something. exactly what you were saying. No, that's not what I'm saying. But I mean, because like, I, I mean. I mean, look I at think, our 18 month old. Yeah, we're I know. Killing He's, it. Yeah. Yeah. We're just doing awesome uh, in that realm. But yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, like, I don't know. I think that it would be, it would be very interesting. But you you bring up a very good point. I mean, like, you're exactly right. Back a long time ago, that's what they did. Communal I mean, living, yeah. You, I mean, you lived, I mean, obviously all, I mean, the women would cook and the guys, you know, would go hunt or do all that kind of stuff. So, I don't know. That's interesting. I mean, like, is this a real thing that people are doing now? Yeah, it was actually a, a lady who wrote for the Atlantic um, and she has friends who, bought a house together i wonder how many like couples are doing it i mean i I don't know i mean what do you you think i guess i should ask i would say it's very rare no yes okay i agree with that but i mean i i'm thinking like what do you think like two couples or three couples i mean like what do you this was two couples that bought the house in this article okay but i think it depends i think that's the interesting thing too you know you talk about all of that we talked about this idea of minimalism and yeah you know all the stuff that we have that junk that we really don't need right you think about all the houses that we build and all this if you put three couples together and their incomes together imagine the home you could have oh well, yeah yeah but you still would only need 
you know, one blender. Yeah. One, one of, of, of all that kind of stuff. Yeah. 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 So I, I think it's an interesting idea. Um, I don't know that I'm ready to, to jump in on it, but yeah, I think it's an interesting idea. Hmm. Yeah. So we are uh, just a few days here away from New Year's Eve, which I know for you and I is always a really crazy time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We've really been. We typically fall asleep prior it. to the bell or yeah. the bell, the uh, ball. <laughs> That's the principle in you right there. <laughs> uh, but so but before we get to that, tomorrow night, we do have the holiday party with my administrative team, which I'm very excited about and looking right. forward to. But as you look forward to 2020 start of a new decade Mm -hmm. you know we're you're already 35 i'm going to be turning 35 (laughs) Um, what's what what new year's resolutions are you looking towards um i mean probably some of the typical i really think that i want to get back on it i mean like i guess a lot of it i would think would be more like personal whether it's person i mean like personal health um like trying to do some something to that effect um maybe i don't know like some sort of personal growth of some sort whether it's you know looking reading something or you know just writing about something or thinking about something whatever it is um but i I mean i think i want to do i guess like self-improvement maybe type of a thing it would be probably the ones that i would think of you Uh, My big ones are to, you know, really focus on, you know, not only my professional life, but the the business here and and try to continue to grow Mm -hmm. our listenership and um, really focus on, you know, some of the things we've got coming. We've got a new new show coming out here um, in 2020 called Five Minutes to Launch, uh, which I'm very, very excited about. I'm starting to work on people to set up for that. That's going to be a morning motivation show uh, Monday through Friday. It's only Mm going to be five minutes. Uh, each podcast will be five minutes or less and weekly there'll be a different guest host uh, kind of rotate I don't know that I'm going to find 52 different guest hosts we'll bounce them in and out so you're hearing different voices every week it's not the same you know thing that you'll drown that and you hear different perspectives because it's not going to be major motivational speakers it's going to be everyday people talking about their struggles and what brings them motivation and mm-hmm. and people that I look up to Um, people that impress me people that inspire me uh i'm gonna have them you know record those those weekly podcasts and uh, put those out so those that with speaking from experience and the married with children show and throttled up and continuing to grow what we do with that along with apr media studios um are a big focus for me going forward Uh, and self-improvement as well you know I, i told you the other day i really want to start reading for about 30 minutes a day Mm -hmm. um, whether it's in the morning or when we're going to bed at night instead of watching television and reading and you know doing some writing and doing some things that uh, works my mind more than what I think I've fallen in the trap of recently so those are my big ones Um, you know and and I'm going to try and stick to those Uh, you know I think we fall into the trap of the same thing every time Uh, but you know that's what I really want to focus on and in 2020 and balancing my life better um, not being as stressed and anxious and like you said earlier focusing on those experiences and things yeah. like that and so but it is this will be our last episode uh prior to 2020 it this will be released on new year's eve uh january yeah. 31st so it's a great December listen. 31st gosh man i have messed that up since i planned this 
party on December 30th. I've said January 30th the whole time. Oh, really? Yeah. So December 31st, uh, 2019. Great way to close out this. So uh, yeah. Callie, happy new year. Yeah. Um, I wish you all the best. Yep. Happy new year.